Welcome, Mutiny, Mutiny Radio listeners. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to be ending a little early tonight and not sure how far uh, through the list we're going to get. So, uh, just because I've met Delirium and I'm supposed to, whatever. It's, it's not like it matters or anything, but we'll, we'll get through. We'll do our best. Uh, when you hear the horn... That means you have a minute left. Uh, it means, hey, you take a little time to wrap it up. And just remember, all the microphones are open for you uh, for the four-minute set. We have four minutes of comments on people's jokes, premises, and the whatnot. Make sure you get to a microphone so that we can hear you, because it is a radio show, and people are listening at mutinyradio.fm. They're downloading it from the Joke Workshop on Mutiny Radio. Here on Mutiny Radio. How many times more can I say Mutiny Radio? Uh, I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm your host tonight, and we're just going to jump right into it. Oh, before, I sh- before that, I should tell you, if you enjoy the music in the fills, that's Asada Messiah, local badass metal band, Asada Messiah, uh, playing all the way through Joke Workshop today. Your first comedian, super funny. Clap your hands wildly for Jeff D. How's it going, everybody? Yeah. Um, I've noticed that I'm not a very confident person. Um, my girlfriend, she's very confident. I think that's why I love her. Our first date, I was like, you know, what's your favorite movie? She said, Big Daddy. Um, do you have any idea? Like, that, that movie is a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have any idea how much courage it takes to defend a Rotten Tomato? Like, I don't know. I, like, I used to, I'll be honest, I used to like Big Daddy also, but then I found what the Rotten Tomatoes score was, and I was wrong. I was like, oh, I'm wrong. I'm not gonna like tell people that I like that movie. It's embarrassing. Anyway, um, let's see here. There's more to that stuff. <laughs> um, I noticed that there was a critic. I looked. I was going through because it is a good movie. I like it. Anyway, <laughs> fuck you guys. And uh, I was looking through the reviews. There was a guy that reviewed the movie in 2010. The movie came out in 1998. <laughs> I was this guy, like I wanna see what, the, what fucking movie review blog is this? He's just like, this week, Shape of Water, Oscar winner, next week, Big Lebowski, I don't know, old movie. Um, anyway, um, like I, I like watching movies with my girlfriend. We watch, I like to watch movies. Sometimes I, I suggest a movie. That's always a nerve-wracking experience. It's like, I'm like, oh, I've, you know, have you seen Fight Club? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, whatever. You want to watch it? I've already seen it, but it's fine. So we're watching Fight Club. I'm watching her watch Fight Club. I'm putting so much pressure on her. And, like, every time there's not a laugh, like, I get upset. I'm like, are you paying attention? And she's, she's on her phone, you know. She's going to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. She's like... It, obviously, it's the kind thing to do. She's like, you don't have to pause it. I'll listen. You'll, you'll listen. I'm doing this for you. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I don't... She, I, we never watch movies she suggests because she has shitty taste in movies. Big Daddy's her favorite movie. So... Um, there was like a whole middle part to that thing. God, it's a comedy thing. Um, I... Uh, it's not that we don't only watch movies. Uh, it's not like we're not like a boring couple. We also watch TV shows. Um, looking for a new TV show? If anyone, 
you know, has any ideas. It's always a stressful experience when you're like, what's this new TV show we're going to watch, you know? Because you're watching the first episode. It's like, what if, you know, what if I like it and she doesn't like it? Then we can't watch that show anymore unless she's sleeping or something, you know? And we'll say she likes it. I don't like it. We have to watch all five seasons of whatever that fucking show is now. And it's not because like, people are like, Jeff, is she controlling? Is that why you got to watch all of the show? And no, I just, I want her to like me, you know? <laughs> I don't want to disappoint her. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean, everyone. What an interesting guy. He watches movies and TV with his girlfriend. Wow. How unusual. What an amazing gem. Uh, uh, who is in Big Daddy? Is that Eddie Murphy? Oh, Adam Sandler. It is. I wrote down, I wrote down is it Eddie Murphy or Adam Sandler, which failed comedian that used to be amazing that I used to love. It was like, it, I knew I was going to be disappointed by one of them being in that film, but um, I never understood until halfway through whether you liked or didn't like Big Daddy. Maybe the ambiguity is what makes it funny. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to make a joke about how like I, I question my own taste when I see Rotten Tomatoes, like, I, like these aggregators, and I, like, it makes me feel stupid. Right, like, right. Like, if you like, you bring out another example then, besides like, Big Lebowski, like something that you're like cutting edge, all right? All Toe pick or whatever. Like, you have to pick out something that everyone else would say is terrible, but you're just like something you feel like you have to defend. Like, I mean, I can't, I'm, the only thing I can think of are terrible things. That one where the grandpa farts, or I mean, I can't even think of yeah. movies that I'm embarrassed that I like. There's so many. I was thinking about doing a movie that I, that I hated and then it has a good rating. I feel like I must have missed something. <laughs> so you have to watch my left foot four times and like you hated it, been bored every time. Like I feel stupid like it's uh like I feel like I just read a poem with no rhyming. <laughs> just like I don't get it. <laughs> if you talk about that in context with Big Daddy, that's very funny. It's like a poem with no rhyming. Like I just I don't get it. <laughs> that's very well, I do like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that I'm obviously wrong because Rotten Tomatoes said that I am. <laughs> Do you guys get the premise? Yeah. 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 Do you guys relate to that? Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say that's like a very relatable thing because I've definitely had the same experience. I'll watch a movie. I'm like, that was great. And then I look it up. I'm like, it wasn't though. And like, um, so you could like add that on to like, uh, my mind first goes to like porn. Like I thought I liked this video, <laughs> but then Rotten Tomatoes said this video was terrible. Like should I, or or even with all the shit going on like in Hollywood too, like I thought I liked House of Cards, but I can't like it's it. Okay. Yeah. See. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing is to stick to your your one theme throughout the whole joke instead of bouncing around. Like you have the like the idea is that you're a conformist and don't have enough confidence to disagree with something popular. And I think that should be the thing that. That's the thing you use, like your your inability to have friends or get male friends. That joke, right. it's like the whole focus of that entire bit is about that. Right, right, right. Okay. So I would just try to keep focus. Okay, thank you. That's good. I thought it was funny um, when you mentioned how long it was between the uh, his comments and when the movie came out. Twelve years. And yeah. um, thank you. I, I like Big Daddy. Also, John Stewart's in it. I know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He plays the He's street guy. You know, <laughs> uh, to Adam Sandler's, oh, okay. you know, comic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, the yeah. bio daddy. Yeah. yeah. 
You're using all these terms that I don't... I just want to <laughs> agree with him. I feel like we're getting a lot uh, hooked on like the names, where it's like yeah. it's not a name dropping joke. It's that you, it's your yeah. confidence that's the joke. So I would just be Should confident and focus on that. No, I mean I think that that's recognition. That's how you get people to recognize it. Yeah. Like if you say Big Daddy, people know. If you were to say some other movie, like you know the piano or something like, they, they're gonna know the feeling. Right. You're using the names to create a feeling. The names aren't the punchline. Right. It's right. Right. My, Right. No, yeah. Right. It's that you're not you're not strong enough to be able to say no to choose your own TV, or that now you can't watch TV anymore because she can't. There's just that that thing at the end with the girlfriend of like, she doesn't like it, then I can't watch it. That just that plays back to it too. That you're just like, I have so little confidence, I can't even choose my own TV. Like unless she's asleep, that yeah, all that yeah. stuff was very funny. Jeff Dean, yeah! Uh, your next comedian, what an amazing fellow. Uh, I, I like to introduce him saying that I, I, I have dreams that he's actually the reincarnated ghost of my first aborted baby because uh, my uh, ex-husband is, I like to pretend because they were, that baby died and this baby was born in the same year. I like to pretend that he's my comedy son. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> definitely still my favorite joke about me like without a doubt I'm your aborted child um <laughs> speaking of that i've actually um been trying to grow up a lot recently i don't really know how to do a lot of things just learned how to wash my own clothes this year i don't know how to swim but um my dad recently taught me how to cook one meal but it was fried chicken and so I, like fried chicken can't be the only thing i know how to make <laughs> In general, it doesn't fly well in the house where I'm the only black person. I was like, hey guys, what's Mike gonna make? I just told him I can't cook still, you know? So it's just, it's easier to dodge that. Um, I match with a lot of ugly girls on Tinder. Um, it's because they take really good pictures. Like really, like high def. Like sometimes it doesn't matter how pretty you are. If your pictures are like really good lighting, I'm gonna swipe just for the effort. I'm like, yeah, you know, that was tight. <laughs> um, so I graduated college last year or yeah over the summer but I still work at the shitty jobs that I thought I was going to quit like during college and I've always treated them as the shitty jobs I deliver food and shit and it's just like I can't really find a job instantly like no one told you no one told me after you graduate college there's like a whole process of like looking for a job afterwards I thought it was pretty much guaranteed but it's not it's not the case so my boss can't wait to fire me and shit. Like, I've really fucked up during the college years to the point where, like, my boss can't wait to fire your ass. I can't fucking wait. But, you know, political climate, if he fires me, there's, oh, man. <laughs> uh, there's no way he's going to have a job after that. But, um, but one time I texted him. Actually, this is the true story. I texted him 22 times in a row when I was high on Molly. And when you're high on Molly, you feel like anything can fly. You feel just like, I gotta be honest as shit. And so I'm talking to my boss like, hey man, you know, sometimes I wake up earlier than I should and I just, I sleep in. Like, I really don't feel like going to fucking work, man. Like, I'm really sorry. And he didn't fire me. <laughs> he still didn't fire me. So we'll see if that joke survives next week. Um, I saw this one porn of, um, there's this girl, her name is Ashley. Ashley Grace, and 
uh, right before she got interviewed for this porno, she was talking about how like uh, <laughs> she doesn't fuck black guys. She she's done all types of shit. She just like was like but really against it because she was born and raised in Florida and her mom is racist. But um, right after that, the director is like, hey, we're going to. So, you know, this is like a blindfold porn, right? <laughs> and so they put a blindfold on the girl and it literally says interracial dot com across <laughs> across her shit. And then they had sex. She had sex with this random black guy for like half an hour. It's a real. And then afterwards, they took the blindfold and she freaks out and starts like hitting the dude and like runs away. And like, you know, half of me is like, that's fucked up because that's not consent. But the other half of me is like, fuck her. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know how, how I, I'm splitting the room right now. Like, how would you was is that is that considered really fucked up or like not really because it's a racist person? My friend, oh, I talked to him about this. He was like, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> it's like, but sure does make it funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's use this joke before I use it again. I used to date uh, a porn star. Her name is Sydney Cole. Uh, I think Boris knows, knows this person personally, too. Uh, she used to cheat on me a lot, but now that she's a porn star, I can see exactly how she used to cheat on me. It's really in depth she still calls my name sometimes during it like this is way better than that guy yep that's it <laughs> mike evans jr everyone yay he's like a porn star twice removed or something yeah i know too much about porn no it's just point. if you it's cute because it's like i guess if you have sex with a porn star that means you're one removed from being a porn star so it's almost like it's, it's like true. six degrees of kevin bacon it's just that it's six degrees to porn star or something <laughs> <laughs> so somehow you're a porn star i've made it you've made it you've made it you have a college degree and you're a porn star That's <laughs> your parents are your parents is so proud uh <laughs> thanks Mom. i would say i spend more time with that whole crowd work thing with the racist you could actually spend I mean, you could ask mm. people and really kind of get in their faces and it could be very funny. Yeah. I mean, and you don't get get in people's faces. You like smile at them and you're very sweet. Right. But it'd be very fun to put people on the spot and see. Like who whose side are you on? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Because I think you could get a lot of just, mm. it's the, the whole idea of that, the premise is pretty awesome and that it, you're honestly asking people their opinion on it. It's kind mm. of like. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I think that'd be really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I really like that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, too. It's a true story. I mean, I like it. Well, that's just, it's interesting. But I also thought, so you were like, two wrongs don't make a right, but it does make it funny, mm-hmm. right? Is that, are you trying to, is that was your punchline or were you just saying that? I just came out. As well, you are watching yeah. porn. So what does porn make people do? Come. I would think that would be a better punchline. Not oh. the best. Two wrongs don't make a right, but it does make me come. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I don't know if this is funny or not, but um, it might be funny to um, not explain why she's racist. Just just say, like, uh, because she's from Florida. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. That'd be easier. Yeah. Also on that, uh, at the end you said, so fuck her. And I immediately thought, well, he did. There was <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, thank you. That was the hot joke for Mike Evans Jr. Any more comments? Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Oh. 
moving it along. Your next comedian comes from L.A. I only know that from seeing his Facebook. Uh, put your hands together uh, for your next comedian, Eli Trishon. Thank you. I actually uh, I live in New York. I got to change oh. that. But I lived in L.A. for a while. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. Uh, we're all comedians, right? You know? Uh, we're all comedians. It's all the same. Uh, it's a great time to be a comedian uh, because the ranks of Hollywood are being cleared out. Next time I go to LA, I expect to see the Hollywood sign and then under it, a smaller sign that says, Help Wanted. <laughs> Aziz Ansari got in some hot water this uh, past week, right? And I gotta say, it doesn't surprise me uh, that he's a creep. I mean, if you've seen his show, Master of None, every time he's in like an intimate scene with a woman, he acts like a little boy. Like, he's on a date with, with a woman, and she's like, uh, you know, I'm having a really nice time. And he's like, I know, and the food's so good. And then they'll go back to his apartment, and she'll say, I really like you, and give him a kiss. And he'll be like, ooh, yummy, one more, please. It's like, ew, what the fuck? <laughs> I, um... <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I live in New York. Uh, I get an STD test every year. Uh, I usually go to the New York Free Clinic, and that is grody. I tell you, you go to the New York Free Clinic and you don't have an STD, when you leave, you do. Uh, it's not all bad, though, at the end, instead of a lolly. They give you methadone, so there's that. Uh, but I figured, you know, I'm in San Francisco for a while. Uh, it's very clean here. Not all. I'll get my test here. So I Google search free clinics, San Francisco. First thing that pops up is Magnet on Castro Street. I say, great, I go there. Magnet is an LGBT clinic. And I thought, sick, I'm woke. (laughs) So I go in, uh, I get the forms, uh, name, age, yada, yada. Last question, what is your sexual orientation? Gay, bi, and those were my options. I said bye because it's closer. <laughs> so I get uh, I get called in to the uh, to the off to the doctor's office. The doctor starts asking me all these questions. Right? He asks, uh, "Was your last experience with a man or a woman?" I thought, "Oh no, he's gonna figure me out. I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm not gonna get my test." And I had traveled too far to not get my dick looked at. <laughs> So I said, bye, or fuck, I fucked it up. So I said, man. And then he asked if I was a top or a bottom. And if you lie, you gotta make it believable. <laughs> so I said, bottom. Did you use a condom? Yeah. But he stayed in a little longer, didn't he? Yeah. And when you get butt fucked, they gotta stick a big Q-tip into your anus to get some butt juice and send it to the lab to make sure you're okay. They call it an anal swab. Magnet is a teaching facility, so I had to get penetrated for an audience. My pants were down, there was all these med students behind me. I was so embarrassed to scream, don't write anything about my balls. But I was stuck in the lie. 
So after he was finished, the doctor said I could put my pants on and said I could only say, can you check again, please? This time, two swabs. Yeah, all right, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Eli! Trishon! Yay! That was exact. You finished at exactly four minutes, so clearly you know what timing is. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to go the direction where you, the doctor's using gay terms that you don't understand. Like he says top and bottom, and you're just like, I don't know. Like you get confused somehow. I don't know. I think it'd be funny if he's using gay terms and you're just like confused. So you're just picking options. It's like you're guessing on a multiple choice test. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, who knows? I mean, we gotta, now you got to look up some weird gay terms. Now it's going to be in your browser. Yeah. But what's cool, we're all woke. I'm just kidding. No, along with that, though, since he's asking gay terms, I didn't understand why you didn't answer in straight terms. Of course, if you're a straight guy, you'd be a top. I mean, won't you be on top of a woman? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I know what I look like. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. It's a really well-crafted set. It's like it's a really well-crafted four minutes. It's like performed really well. Do other people have comments? Yay? Thank you, everybody. guys. Clap wildly, you, everybody. Eli Drajan. Yeah, sometimes there's nothing to say because it's just good. <laughs> like, ah, well, there you go. You have a good set. Uh, hey, your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Matthew Banks. All right. Speaking of gay, uh, anyway, you guys done yet? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. We can start now. Right, right, Mike. <laughs> no, uh, I, I got a scooter. Uh, I bought a scooter. I'm in San Francisco, and I feel good about it. Uh, I went, I went to go buy the scooter at store, whatever there are. And uh, the dude was trying to sell it to me. He's like, "Are you going to passenger, or are you just going to be going solo?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't need anybody on my scooter." He's like, "Well, you would be surprised." who you can get to ride on the back of your scooter. I was like, this is your sales point here? <laughs> really, bro? I was like, I can't get a woman to ride the front seat of my Lamborghini, much less the back of my scooter. Um, anyway, so I, I watched Game of Thrones for the first time the other day. Wow. Join us. I swear to God. Now... Like, I guess the nerds just needed an excuse to watch rape and incest. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not into, like, fantasy stuff, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. I always said I don't think I'm smart enough to get it. There's way too many fucking characters. But Jesus Christ, people. That show's fucked up. Uh, I have no punchline, but it's fucking, wow. Uh, I feel like curiosity now has gotten offensive. If you have a question about something, you know, you can't just bring it up. You have to preface it with, well, I don't want this to be offensive, but, and then ask the question. Like, I was having a conversation with someone the other day because I had a question about religion, and they called me Islamophobic. And I said, dude, I'm not Islamophobic. I am Islamocurious. <laughs> it's like, I want to hear more about those virgins. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, there's way, it's way too much separation in our country, and I feel like it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Like the left is going further left, the right is going further right. You know, and they all feel justified, which is fine, whatever. But I'm, Jesus Christ, can we just start loving each other again? You know, I feel if we look hard enough, we can all find something that we have in common. I mean, even like gays and rednecks. I mean, they both absolutely love meth. <laughs> you know? I, like, like my gay friends, I was talking to him the other day, and he said, yeah, dude, we just smoke meth and we just have a ton of gay sex. And then I was like, well, the rednecks, they smoke meth and then deny the fact that they just had a ton of gay sex. Um, what else do we have? A minute already, shit. I was a psycho in high school. Uh, I was bipolar. Everybody was afraid of me because I was a creep. I get it. And I had no friends. And I had actually judged the people that would talk to me, like the nice kids. This guy came up to me and was like, hey, Matthew. And I was like, wow, this guy is desperate for friends. Um, if you're talking to me, you got some major issues, bro. Anyway, you guys have been fun. Have a good night. Matthew Banks, everyone. Uh, Scary psycho. Your words belie you, you big cream puff. <laughs> cream puff? Is that a fat joke, Pam? No. It just, is, you're just it, a it, nice it, little, you're like, see, I was going to say marshmallow again, but it's not like, it's like you're a sweet marshmallow guy, not like you're this a marshmallow. I'm digging my hole bigger. You are. But I, but the, but I don't, the psycho thing is, um, I don't know how to make that funny because usually people that are, they hate, like people that are like sensitive about it, like, oh, I was, they'll be like, don't call me crazy or they'll get crazy about it. Well, but they're just, just kind of, we're like, yeah, I was a psycho. I don't know. I don't know. When I have more time, I can usually venture down a little more to set it up, but... Gotcha. Either way, it needs work. Um, the scooter joke? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's funny if you, like, the guy says, like, oh, you can never guess who, could, who would ride on a scooter with you, and you're like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Like, you're really needy for, like, a guy friend, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So you like just get the one seater. Do you, you want like, this joke, Jeff? No. <laughs> did you uh, only get a one seater or did you go with the two I got seater? two because I found one for cheaper. Um, I so, <laughs> anyone <laughs> needing a ride. You said Game of Thrones, there's a lot of incest. I think you could say it reminds you of home because you're from Mississippi. <laughs> I am offended. He has a joke about that. <laughs> Islamic Curious, I think it's a That's good joke. That's a really funny yeah. joke. Yeah, Islamic Curious is good. I'm pretty sure uh, the scooter store is a, is one of those stores that sells like the 75-year-old like four-wheel. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Four-wheeler? Like the old... The, the rascal? rascal? The, the rascal. rascal. Yeah. 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 The scooter store, right. For rascal. the mentally handicapped? <laughs> yeah. Like is that, that the right word? I don't even know anymore. popular commercial... <laughs> Advertising the scooter store, which is what I thought you were going to talk about. <laughs> but there might be something there if you want to talk about that. I don't remember the commercial. Yeah. Did you buy a second helmet? Are you really invested in this second I seat? I don't want a passenger. That's oh, okay. so weird. 
But you know, whatever. <laughs> so they have to. So so they have to have their own helmet. So ostensibly, if somebody wants a ride on the back of your if somebody scooter, had now that a helmet you have a and they were really hot, maybe they'd have to have their own helmet. Though it's not like you're yeah. even providing the helmet. So there's no yeah. point in having the second seat. Yeah, Yeah, but that's funny that you wouldn't want anyone behind you. I think that's funny. You'll get stabbed. No, I'm kidding. All right, thanks, guys. Yay, Matthew Banks, yay! Matthew Banks, you're, there's no time, your next comedian, what a funny lady, clap your hands together for Nicole Kalasich. Sorry, uh, I realized when I got here too that I, I'm 100% the lady who brings the smelly tuna sandwich to work. I just like did that to everyone. I'm so sorry. Um, good God. To start, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody, what is that smell? I just wrote period jokes because um, I'm on my, and I can't find my phone now, and it's all falling apart. I'm living. The act, the act is living me. Um, okay, here we are. Uh, thank you, Pam. Does smell like a good sandwich. Here we go. Um, I'm on my period right now, and I thank you. No babies. Does deserve an applause break and a woo. Uh, and I'm a little sad that. You know, I would say like a lot of body comedy, like B-A-W-D-Y-N-B-O-D-Y, isn't necessarily, I don't know, it's still looked down upon by, toward female comedians, I think. Because if I want, I want to like be able to talk about period sex and go ahead and just bleed all over the stool. That would be really nice for me. We liked it, we didn't like it. You want to see me free bleed? (laughs) I can do it. Cool trick I do. <clears throat> you guys like the diva cup at all? <laughs> you men specifically, you guys like the diva cup. I think Mariah Carey probably gets to have a diva cup, but I think hers is made of glass and it's removed in the shower when she hits a high note, it just shatters and runs down her leg. Sugar glass, don't worry about it. You guys got stressed out. I also got stressed right after that. I wrote that joke. I was like, I love her so much. I don't want her to be hurt. Um, I sometimes wonder if in the 1950s, uh, smart, witty ladies were referring to their periods as the Red Scare. That's an anti-McCarthyism joke. Thank you. Smart broad. <laughs> it's solid, right? It was like you thought about it. Story checks out. Uh, If Hillary Clinton were president, whoa, getting political. If Hillary Clinton were president, we'd all have free tampons and diva cups by now. Yeah, thank you. They just might also be surveilling us from the inside. Let's see, did that. Uh, That's not even funny. But this is just a fun fact. Your uterus swells to three times its regular size when you're on your period. Can you imagine that? What if one of your fucking organs swelled to three times its regular (laughs) size? Not the one you want it to. Not the one you're thinking about. Um, So leave leave me the fuck alone is what I'm saying. Let me be. Uh, 
I really want to believe that like bitchy queens and duchesses uh, chloroformed <laughs> their enemies with their bloody period rags. Wouldn't that be dope? That's just a wish against my enemies. Um, let's see. Life is... Life's a mystery, people say that, and God works in mysterious ways. To me, the greatest mystery of all is how I've bled on every single mattress I've ever owned, but managed to sit on a pure white couch for five hours straight with Naris stain. I don't understand it, and I want that mystery solved. Uh, okay, right, uh, that's the real sound of a woman on her uh, um, Regular joke. Do I have any? Uh, I don't know. That's it. That's what I'm going to do today. Cool. Great. Thanks. Nicole Galaxy. Thank Yay! you. Free bleed. You oh, yeah. Free bleed is that worth that whole form. Free bleed is hilarious. It's, it's a movement. Honestly. It's really. Oh, it is. I've never heard it before, but I love it when you just like threw it out there. I'm going to free bleed in front of you. That was just the owl of this. I'd love that. <laughs> Thank you for that. I also noticed you're wearing this red Stuff. I am. Yeah. Solidarity um, with myself. I really wanted you to do more with the surveillance built into the <laughs> internal applications that are made for women. That's, yeah, it's a scary. That's what they're losing, the conservatives. <laughs> that was a great set. Um, oh, with, no, it wasn't, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. All right, then what I say, I'm about to say is meaningless, then, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, with the freebie, free bleed, I just think of Leonard Skinner and everybody yells Freebird at a concert. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can work. Oh, or maybe not. got you. Free I thought you wanted me to wail at first. <laughs> I was like, that sounds really fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked talking about bleeding on the mattress. I had much recognition, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And I don't know. Maybe keep working on it. <laughs> and it wasn't. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, no, but I thought that like the way you said it, whatever you were setting up, I thought was really good. It's just maybe the next one will be better. Better punchline? Yeah. Makes sense? I think with the enlargement joke, you could try to make like men understand, but like say that. Imagine if your penis grew, but then kind of realize that that would be kind of sick for guys. So you kind of undercut it immediately. You want your penis to grow three times. Yeah, like you're trying to make it seem like how terrible it is. Bleed out of your. Imagine one of your organs. Imagine if your dick got three times big. Oh, I wait, think, mind, but I think like she that. did that. <clears throat> I think she already did that. She just didn't say it in those words. But she, uh, you made mention to the, if not that one, you you mentioned it without saying it. I really it, so. just love the notion. Maybe the tag's gonna be doing this is really fun because every guy tries to turn it into a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? My dick is bleeding. Hey everybody, put your hands together for Nicole Callisee. So Yay! Dick is on fire. I have worry about Dick being on fire. It's because my ex-husband chopped up habaneros for a chili cook-off, and he didn't wash his hands well enough, and he went to go pee, and then he came running out of the bathroom. He's like, my dick is burning. My dick is burning. And the way we solved this was to put his dick into the cream, sour cream. We just <laughs> submerged his dick in sour cream, and it took the burning away. 
the habanero burn. Don't. I'm just saying, learn, learn from, learn from my past, young Padawan. Your next comedian. What a funny guy. Uh, I'm so glad that he he did a thing where because he's always here late and he was so sad about it that he figured out a way to contact me early to say I'd be always there and let me get up. So that's what we did. He didn't whine like that. That's me. Put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Thank you all. Um, let's get some jokes that I'm trying to recycle. You guys probably all heard them before. Um, just recite old derivatives of old themes with some new stuff added on. Uh, so, like, got married recently. Now, my wife and I are polyamorous, uh, which means we're unattractive. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because when I found, like, when I first heard polyamory, I thought I just it just meant I'd be married to her and all of her issues for the rest of our life. But no, <laughs> no. Apparently, what it means is I'm plugged into a network of equally mediocre-looking people. <laughs> That we can also fuck. Uh, you don't. You don't see any t- like hot polyamorous couples or swingers, do you? I mean, and I think it is. I think it's become like when you're a ten. When you're a ten, you what comes with that is confidence and security in your options. So when you meet that person and you want to settle down, you're saying to yourself, "I know I can't do better than this." Versus, I guess I can't do any better than this. Uh, or maybe, I, can I? I mean, like, I gotta drive a Toyota, but it doesn't mean every once in a while my friend won't, we borrow, let, my friend won't let me borrow their Jag. But it doesn't happen that way. You're never renting up and getting like the newest, hot, hottest Camaro. No, you're involved in the network where all you're doing is swapping out each other's Corollas and Prius. That's all it is. Uh, took up, uh, had to take up yoga recently, uh, not because I have any s- severe lifestyle goal- goals or anything like that. No, I just want to be able to afford to bust a nut without blowing a disc. Like, when your orgasms send you to the emergency room, that's how you know you're getting older. When it's like, uh, well, fuck it, that was the punchline. It doesn't matter. Oh, they you don't know, like keep walking around with the unripped and bent gay in your back. It looks like someone came on your back. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to say that and figure out how to word it better. Uh, so for the angel investors in this audience, what I'm trying to say is I have this idea for a product I want to launch. All right. It's an idea for a new line of anal beads made from recycled golf balls. Plan on marketing it with a pun, all in one hole. Yeah, sex toys. They do a lot of good. They do. But no matter how much good they do, they do not make good hand-me-downs. They just don't. No. They're like the wands in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you, in some cases you can pass them down. But that's just sad and desperate. And uh, that's all I wanted to work on. Thank you. <laughs> Ken Suzuki! Well, the timing was great on that first joke all the way through uh, Mediocre People. That whole opening was really great. Like, it was like your confidence was there and it totally worked and everybody was with you. So, 
I mean, and I've heard that a bunch of times and it's never worked. So, I mean, that might happen someday for those other jokes in that set. <laughs> but, but that first one is great all the way through that medi- mediocre people. And then at the end with the old, you're old, saying you're old. You're too, I think you're too young to do that joke. I don't think you're like, you don't look like an old guy. You're like a young guy. You're like, you're like not even 30, are you? I am. Oh, okay. No. Oh my God, he's 30. Like, maybe, like if you were like, had gray hair or like hunched over, like, you know, you're 43 or some shit, maybe I could accept it, but I don't know. Uh, on the polyamorous, I thought uh, if you uh, ended it with, uh, because it's about quantity, not quality. Ah. Quantity. The, the Priuses and stuff is very funny. The Prius for the, for the Corolla. The analogy of like the right, train, exactly, yeah, cross, yeah, like a Civic, a Honda Civic is another good one to throw in there, but but you could get to it quicker because more quickly because that was but that was a really that was a funny premise the part of it yeah. I really identify with the um, average looking polyamorous couple. Not that you are average looking. I think you have a very unique look. <laughs> I can but, no, I, I there's a lot of <laughs> okay yeah. But, Thank you. <laughs> I really identify with the golf ball anal beads. Uh, no, no, I'm, I just think the, uh, the the pun, the marketing thing. It to me, it was the reverse pun that you did. It's it's a hole in one. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't the marketing scheme be one in hole instead of what was the what was the other thing? All in one hole. No, Ken, Ken, I keep telling. You, it's four in one hole, right? Oh. So four. So play on f o r e f o u r in one hole. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Clap your hands wildly for Ken Suzuki. All right. Your next comedian is one of the guys that puts on OMG, hosted on Tuesday nights. Clap your hands together for Boris Shakurko. Thank you. Um... I feel like since all this uh, sexual allegations and everything has been news, there's a lot of uh, guys that say something. Like I have this one friend named Jeremy who told me uh, he doesn't know how to talk to women um, ever since there's, you know, all these allegations and accusations. He said, Boris, I don't know how to talk to women. I'm like, Jeremy, you haven't talked to a woman in years. That is not the issue here. He's also gay. I don't know how this concerns him. It's strange. This isn't your... This is... Clearly on us. Um, oh no, guys. Uh, I I am. Uh, I was born in uh, Russia originally, which my name is Boris. And sometimes, like, I don't think it's unique enough of a name that people like will ask me where I'm from. Um, people don't do that. Instead, it kind of gets more of like, a, yeah, I knew a couple of those. They owned a bunch of BMWs and smoked a lot of cigarettes. I'm like, I don't like that person either. But uh, I was born in Russia and. Um, I asked my mom recently why we moved to America, why we moved to San Francisco, and she said, because uh, Russia was terrible. There was crime and poverty and the bread lines. You can't imagine the bread lines. I was thinking, like, really, Mom? We moved to San Francisco, you know? Have you been to Tartine on a Saturday? <laughs> the last loaf on the Eastern Front doesn't have that kind of demand. <laughs> Argent, please, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, um, 
I'm trying to uh, figure out how to. I don't know. R- Russia is an interesting place. I uh, I don't really have any uh, family left there. But uh, what do I want to say about Russia? I guess there's nothing to say about Russia. Um, all right. Well. Oh my God! Do you speak Russian? Oh my God! Um, Russian's not a not a pretty language. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk about Russia. I actually, I'll say this. Um, I feel like I I want to be more like political. You know, like I think a lot of people got really excited to legalize weed. That's something everyone got really excited about. I wish people could get to that level of excitement and that level of activism. I wish we could get there about any other political issue. There's so many, right? The world's heating up. Congress isn't functioning. The government shut down. I don't know why conservatives were upset that the government was shut down. Because isn't the best government the smallest government? That is not even a joke. Um, no, no, I'm not a big uh, weed person. Uh, I grew up with a lot of people that started smoking weed very young. And I think that turned me off. Um, because my initial thought was that you should be old enough to have goals before you start abandoning them. Yeah. I feel like that's important. Um, yeah, yeah, I take uh, I take public transportation a lot because uh, uh, that's just how I get material. You know, Uber and Lyft don't do anything these days. Um, thank you. Um, but no, I, you know, if you've ever taken public transportation in San Francisco, you know that you can always get stuck on a train or a bus for like two hours. And I think, I, think that's, uh, I think that's what makes San Francisco the only city where if you try to kill yourself by jumping on the tracks, you would not be able to, right? Like, you might be patient, but who's that patient? You know what I mean, right? Like, no one's going to lay there for 52 minutes while the M sits at West Portal. It's a terrible joke. I don't like. It. But here's the thing. I th- I think it does say something about San Francisco, which is that the Golden Gate Bridge is a very important part of our city. Because um, sometimes people will be surprised at how many people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's really not that much of a surprise, considering that the only reason people jump off is because Muni can't handle the demand. <laughs> I butchered that, and I don't like myself at all. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Sugar cow. Yay. I love your tartine bread joke line. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I mean, I have nothing to add, but just I like it. And I also like you're waiting for the Muni joke about dying, and sometimes it works, and today it didn't for whatever reason. I don't know. Thank you, though. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say? Awesome. (laughs) With, uh, okay. Thank you. You can say nice things. You can tell him you like his hair or it's that okay. he smells nice. All good. I, <laughs> I, I definitely want you to remember whatever it was you were going to say about your family left in Russia. Mm. I don't know if I thought you were going to go with the mafia route or whatever, but uh, I... I want to st- stay away from like that. the stereotypical stuff. That makes sense. But I do want to figure out how to talk about it more because, I don't know, there's probably something there. What, what uh, were they? What were their jobs in, in Russia? In Mother Russia, yeah. uh, they were just engineers. En- just, engineers. just engineers. No, that's great. Engineers, they're engineers. They're I don't know. Engineers. It's not exciting. It's not funny to be engeers. Well, exactly. The report of the mafia. That is. Exact, see, that's the exact thing, though, is that you can say, you know, I don't want to be on play on the stereotype, but they're just they were yeah. they're engineers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 
but engineers that were part of the Cold War they engineered the Cold Man. War. I don't know. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Giving his time back to the room, Borshkarko. Yay! Your next comedian, another funny guy, part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this year. Clap your hands together for Matthew Quirk. All right, I uh, I just heard something in the news uh, that shook me to my bones. Uh, it was it's about immigration and like the enforcement they're having of immigration, and this one really really scares me, guys. Uh, they've started deporting Irish people from the United States. They're finding out, yeah, it's gonna bring back my political you know lightning rod. Uh, Movement, Ginger Lives Matter. I think it's time to refuel that. I mean, I, I, I'll keep it real with you guys. I didn't really mind it when it was just like black and brown people getting deported. But now that they're coming after, and you know they're racially profiling us, right? They're going for the whitest, palest, most burnt around the neck on a sunny day looking people. And now I'm going to have to start carrying my passport around and shit. It's fucked up, you know? It's really true what they say. Like, you know, they come for the Mexicans. I didn't mind. I wasn't Mexicans, you know? And, like, they came for the Haitians. I didn't mind. And then they came for the Gingers, and no one was left to stand up for me. It's something you guys should all take to heart. Don't let it happen to you like, it, like it's happening to me. Thank you. That was, phew, I'm scared, guys. Uh, so, uh, more in political news. Um, Trump recently took credit for all the airline safety that's been going on during his administration. But I think if there's one guy we can give credit for the current state of airline safety, wouldn't it be Osama bin Laden? <laughs> I mean, he's clearly the reason we have all these safety features, in my opinion. Too political for you guys? Too bad. So he had, you know, we almost got in a nuclear war with the, uh, the rogue state of Hawaii the other day. Uh, you know, I think we should look at Trump's genius of him. You know, if he was one of those being presidential presidents, we'd be at war right now, nuclear war with Hawaii. I mean, he was a fucking birther. He thinks Hawaii's another country. But I just have one question for all those Hawaiians. Where the fuck were they running? It's an island. Well, it's a series of islands, but you know. <laughs> Do you realize they could fit all of the Hawaiian islands in the San Francisco Bay? No, of course not. Hawaii's huge. Learn geography, guys. That's not true. So, Trump did get a little bit of hot water. I fooled you, didn't I? You really thought they could fucking fit in. And yeah, thank you. So, uh, Trump got a little bit of hot water with a misspeaking the other day. And uh, so, I don't know how many times you have to tell him. They're pronounced Chitole countries. Chitole. It's a political term. It's a political term that means if this distraction doesn't work, we're going to have to pull out a blonde chick. And right on time... 
porn star with hush money. I'm telling you, keep your eyes open out there, mutiny. All right, that's probably 35 seconds. Matthew Quirk, everyone. They can give that job to you. You can jump out of a cake. You can be the blonde that jumps out of a cake. The redhead. Sorry. That's no, like they already got a, a porn star who... Uh, the spanking with the Forbes magazine thing. I have yeah, no idea. I have no idea, but that sounds exciting. Uh, comments from Matthew Quirk. Oh, because it was so good. Just when you're talking about the gingers, I thought you were going to say something about leprechauns being deported. <laughs> <laughs> The L word. I can she just said it. She just said it right to me. I imagined. I like Chitole. I imagined you imagining yourself with cheering throngs of crowd at the beginning of your at, with your new Ginger Lives Matter joke with them deporting. I, I understand where, what, what you wanted. <laughs> I'm sorry it didn't work out this time, but I imagined it in my head like if you're like standing up there and the crowds are like Ginger Lives Matter, like you're like yeah. You're on my, you get it. This might be the spark that sets it off. Right, there's no, there's no one left to protect you. But anyone else? Matthew Quirkin! <laughs> All right, your next comedian. What a funny lady. I was on a show with her called the F-Bomb Comedy Train a couple weeks ago. It was really, really fun. You're going to laugh at her right now. It's Gabby Pochia. It was really fun. Um... Oh man, having a period also makes you poop a lot. Yeah. Now y'all know. I mean, you guys know. And also, that guy he left. He was talking about how medical students were watching him get a like pap smear in his butt. <laughs> like that's just how so many women do it. Welcome to our world. Uh, they all want to watch. Um, I had a doctor one time hit my clit. Nope, not an accident. Not an accident, but it was free, you know. But yeah, it was like, I was definitely like, you're studying this. <laughs> like, you should know where it is of all people. Um, but anyway, uh, I look a lot like my dad. And so I secretly think all my boyfriends are gay. And um, a lot of them have been gay. <laughs> a lot of them have been gay. And I know that like you're attracted to people like your dad, so I'm like, what the fuck was he up to, you know? Some gay shit, I think. I liked this guy for like a day last week, and uh, he had his life really well together, and I think he liked me enough to be concerned, and he was like, what are you gonna do with your life? Uh, I was doing it. I thought this was it. Um, and so I thought fast. I was like, I'm going to paint my room. And so I have been putting so much effort into painting my room. And uh, it's, um, you can do that wrong. You can do it wrong. A room can be too white. Uh, I picked out, they were like, I was like, just give me a white. And he's like, well, which kind of white? And I was like, I don't know, don't you like have to add color to a base? Like, just give me that base. And uh, anyway, what's the whitest thing you can think of? Whitest thing? Snow. Great, all great, all great whiteness. Uh, mayonnaise, I picked out mayonnaise colored uh, <laughs> paint. It looked like a gallon of mayonnaise. And um, when I turn on my lights, my room looks like eternity. It looks like that scene in The Matrix where everything has disappeared and you're, there's no beginning and there's no end. Um, 
All right. Well, anyway, the point is, is that I'm getting my room painted, so uh, it's very white. All right. Um, I I'd vote for Oprah. You know why not? Love that bish. She's got her own. She's got her own magazine. I think it would be great if once a month the government sent you healthy recipes and inspirational quotes. I'm down for that. That's a joke. You guys get it, right? Okay, great. Um, I do, I massage the Muni. I massage the Muni workers. And they're late for every single one of their goddamn appointments. Is that any surprise to any of us? No, it is not. Um, it is super funny. Uh, and then they're always like talking. They like pass each other in the hall and they start a conversation of like, it's like you don't learn. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, anyway, I'm fine. I quit comedy on Monday. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I quit comedy on Thursday, but I'm back at it. That's how resilient. Um, do you ever like quit comedy? You guys, who's here has quit comedy? I do it all the time. It feels so goddamn good. Um, and then I'm like, well. Nobody likes anything else about me, so I guess I have to go back. Ow! Um, and I'm too old to be a cam girl. I guess that's not true. I always wanted to do that, but people look down on you. But it's like I have multi-talents, you know? Sitting there with my shirt off, I'm really good at that. But uh, people just don't like it as much as if you don't show off your intelligence, which I think I've done today. So, uh, thanks. Period jokes to sex cam girl. She's got <laughs> walls. <That's> yeah. <laughs> I like this stuff about the room, but when I was thinking of really white, I kept thinking about in terms of racial. Yeah. So I thought you were gonna go with like white bread. Yeah. Or you know, it's really just because my room is too white, and when you make mistakes, you just want to make yourself feel better in some way. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about this. Thank you guys. Have a great night. <laughs> Buddy. Interfacing the self in the face with the microphone. Your next comedian has a show here on Wednesday nights from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. You should buy his book, High Time Storytime, Volume 1, 2, and 3, coming out soon. Also listen to his new podcast, Coffee and Cannabis. Clap your hands right now for Arden. Good evening, everybody. I don't like being up higher, Pam. I, I don't like the news. I, this is too high. This I'm a short guy. This is too high. No, this is not good. I, I don't like I don't like feeling like everyone else is looking down on me. You know I don't I don't like realizing that's what they're actually doing. You know because now I'm judging all of you. I'm like oh you're so short. Fuck you guys. You know anyway. Let's do some jokes. All right. I uh, so I I went to private school for a number of years. If you can't tell how entitled I am. I. And private school, is, private school is weird, right? I was thinking about this because they, you learn weird shit in private school, right? Like, I learned Latin instead of a practical language because they're like, it's the root of all the romance languages. Well, guess what? I still can't talk to a line cook. Come on. Uh, but uh, instead of sex ed, they teach you how to pay out hush money and get back alley abortions off the books, you know? Uh, and it's also very confusing because you don't know whether your dance partner is crying because you're the weird kid or because their dad just got hauled off by the SEC. You know, it's, it, private school, is, it's, it's hard, you know? I got one person who understands what I'm talking about. 
She's not in the long. Uh, but I, I, it just, it, all right, so you're not uh, picturing a private school. And this is a New Jersey private school. This is not your West Coast, you know, whatever you have. I went to private school in a mansion, okay? A, a certified mansion. It was haunted. It had slave, uh, tunnels for moving slaves. And you two can pimp it out for your Instagram wedding on the weekends because fuck education. We got to make some money around here, people. Uh, true story, it was uh, the set for a soap opera for a little bit until the crew got scared off uh, by the ghost that haunts the place, which was the servant who hung herself in the elevator shaft because they uh, dismissed the other servant because they found out they were having a thing together. Uh, so yeah, rich people have a way of making people kill themselves. That's what I'm saying, you know? Uh, I, speaking of rich people, I, I'm very confused. No one won the Moon X Prize. Anybody know about this? This is put anything on the fucking moon. Anything. Put any goddamn... I've seen rednecks on YouTube nearly put a refrigerator into fucking orbit with fucking Tannerite. All right? You're telling me some bored Silicon Valley assholes with nothing better to do don't want $10 million and can't put a trash can on the fucking moon? Come on. Uh, what I'm saying is I've lost, lost faith in all of you. All of you. I've lost faith. You're, you're just... Uh, and news isn't helping. News is not helping. A girl dyed her eye purple permanently trying to fucking tattoo it. Right? And it's going blind in the eye. I mean, what the fuck? You know? Uh, yeah, give it to him, Pam. Give it to him. There it is. All right. Uh, so I'll leave, I'll leave you with this last thing. Did I have a last thing? No, I didn't. The, the X-Prize thing was supposed to be the last thing. That's, oh, it's been a rough week. I, I'll tell you how rough it is. I. I, well, no, nah, I didn't. Not one of those, Pam. You know I don't do those, not often. But uh, no, I, I, it, uh, my life is so hard. I, I had to spend all night hanging out at a strip club, talking to porn star, and telling jokes. You know, so I got to catch up on some sleep. Anyway, my name's been Arden. Uh, give it up for your host, Pam Ben. Arden, everyone. I need to go to that chat show on a Saturday night sometime. The strip show with yep. the comedy. I've, I haven't done it yet, and I. And I feel remiss about that. Uh, hey, comments for Arden. No comments? It's cool with me. Hey, everybody. Arden. All right. We're going to have to cut off the comments there because we have 10 people left on the list. And the only way to make it through all those people is if we just do four-minute sets. So we're going to keep going. Your next comedian. He's from out of town. Clap your hands together for Nikki Moon. Thank you, everyone. Originally, I'm actually uh, from Portland, Oregon. I'm coming uh, down here. I really uh, like your guys' scene. Uh, a little about myself. I uh, This past year, I uh, was fired uh, from Walgreens. Makes me feel shitty. Like, how do you fail a dead end? <laughs> I, was caught, I was caught stealing groceries. You know how pathetic that is? <laughs> I was caught red-handed with ground turkey and parsley. <laughs> they felt bad for me. They just, they just felt bad for me. I used to work in the photo lab at Walgreens. And uh, this is just a bit of a heads up for anyone who uh, ever works in any photo lab ever. One of the first things they go over with you when you work in a photo lab is you have to be on the lookout for uh, child pornography. And you have to report it if you ever do see it, you know? But that kind of puts like the employee like in an awkward situation, you know, because the majority of the pictures that you get 
when you work in a photo lab are all naked babies. <laughs> like we're just getting naked baby pictures. So then it becomes our job to decide which naked baby pictures are taken for sin or not. <laughs> and how do you do that if you're not a pedophile? Like I can't decide who the sexy babies are and who the unsexy babies are. <laughs> You know, my worst fear when I was working there, my worst fear was to report something that wasn't actually graphic. <laughs> like just some weird Rorschach test. <laughs> like, no, Nicholas is clearly just a mother giving her child a bath. Well, that looks like pornography to me. <laughs> I want to be that baby. <laughs> and that's my stance. <laughs> it's not wrong if you want to be the baby. <laughs> all right, well, that's uh, the joke I've been working on for eight years. I'm glad you guys all, <laughs> I'm glad it went <laughs> as well as I could have expected it. Uh, let's see here. Um, well, uh, you know, when I got fired from Walgreens, I was uh, incredibly depressed. But, you know, it's not just that one time, you know. I, like, go in and out of, uh, uh, you know, these depressing, like, kind of modes. I don't know what it is. I can never tell if I'm depressed because, like, my dopamine receptors don't work or if I just have a shitty life. I told that to my therapist. My therapist was trying to cheer me up, and uh, she was like, you know what? It's probably just a combination of the two. <laughs> just both of them happening. <laughs> That's going to be $200. <laughs> And depression always uh, finds me, you know, depression, it, it follows me. And I remember one time I was uh, in this uh, sexual relationship back in Albuquerque with this uh, woman who's like on the verge of being homeless. And she'd be like, tell me a lot of the time, you know, she would tell me like, uh, like, Nicholas, honest to God, if I have to be homeless, if I have to be homeless and go through this facade of a life any longer and be homeless, I am literally just going to blow my brains out. And I was like, uh, well, you know, you can always uh, stay here and live with me if you'd like. And she was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Take it easy, Tiger. <laughs> A little too fast. <laughs> rejected. Okay. I'm rejected. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, but you can't feel uh, too bad. I'm 27 years old, uh, prime of my life. Uh, it, Trump being president kind of uh, spoils everything, you know. Or at least that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm 27 years old. I'm in the prime of my life. Things are going good. Just so happens that a, an evil person's president. There's nothing I can do about it. It shouldn't affect my day-to-day -day life. I can't even take anything serious. I can't even take anything that Trump says seriously, you know. Mostly just because I, I just don't think he like at all. Like people ask my opinions on Donald Trump and it's just like, uh, well, I'm just not so sure if it's like uh, CGI or if it's like practical effects that are happening. I have this uh, theory that uh, Donald Trump is in fact just this guy who auditioned like 20 times just to get in the bodysuit and he nailed it. And I also have this other theory that uh, Donald Trump is in fact being Mark Hamill. And in fact, if we woke up tomorrow and we found out that Donald Trump is not real and he's in fact just being voiced by Mark Hamill, all of us would be like, you know what? Good for Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's okay if he's not. Uh, one more thing. Uh, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I like what uh, guys uh, say, you know. I think it's funny what guys, because guys right now are like on the fence. Like, you know, we're, we, it's, our back's against the wall, you know. So like everything's really defensive. You know, so uh, guys will be like, uh, you know, you can't be creepy to women anymore. You know, not in this political climate. <laughs> not in this political climate. <laughs> what does being creepy to women have anything to do with the political climate? 
No, it has nothing to do with your actions at all. It's just, uh, you know, the current political climate that we're in. I feel like in a different political climate, my actions would be tolerable, if not outright acceptable. I'm not a bad guy, you know, it's just all a matter of perspective, really. In fact, I feel like if the world bended to my will, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You guys like impressions? This is my impression of every guy to ever exist, ever. Now listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. Absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Now, come here! There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I traveled 10 hours to be here. Uh, is, <laughs> is anyone else uh, going to a second mic? I, I need a ride. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, thanks. Nikki Moon, everyone! 10 hours. There's uh, the, the next open mic is at... Uh, Mission Hill Saloon. It's a couple blocks from here. Okay, cool. Ten hours. That's crazy. You're an ex comedian. Put your hands together for Perry Borders. Hey guys. Hey. How's it going? Yay. <laughs> this is exciting. <sighs> okay. I had a weird family, and I did not realize it. I guess you can't really realize it because you're so in it. But I just remembered the other day that <laughs> my entire family slept in one bed till there was an eighth grade. Is that weird? Is that not weird? <laughs> That's not normal. Why were, why were my parents doing that? Why did they set us up this way? They suck. <laughs> That's... I mean, seems wrong. Um, are you guys ever like, you know you're driving behind a hot person and then you like get to a stoplight and you forget where you look normally when you drive? Like, normally I look straight ahead, but now it's like I don't think it's truthful anymore. I shouldn't just stare at that street light the whole time. What are those things called? Traffic lights. Something to remember. <laughs> um, I, I'm a nanny, and I, I, do, I do worry a lot about, um, you know, some kids saying, like, oh, Perry touched me, you know, like, even after we had our agreement. <laughs> um... <laughs> our own little thing. Um, so like, you know when you're picking out your porn vid? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know how you guys masturbate. I use pornography. Um, I'm not that happy about it because I feel like it's just like all male directed pornography, but it's like whatever's easiest. Um, but when you're picking out your porn vid, uh, I feel like you can pretty much tell right away what is going to be a terrible porn video. Like, or for me at least, like I, uh, if I see like extreme bright lighting, I know it's gonna be a bad porn. Like, have you guys noticed that? <laughs> it's like extreme bright lighting and then it's like terrible eyebrows and silver eyeshadow. Maybe you guys aren't paying attention to the eyeshadow. <laughs> I, that's really what I'm focusing in on. Um, but it's, uh, 
it's uh it's a good indicator not to click on that porn vid um i have a no um uh guys are super into anal mm -hmm. <laughs> that was perfect timing guys are super into anal and they um have never tried it uh have you guys tried anal who? <laughs> oh, you, you have. Yeah, um, I don't know what your experience was with that, but um, it's painful. Like, it's not what you want to feel. It's like everything wrong <laughs> about sex. I, I, you know what? I, I could be wrong. I could be discriminating, and I'm just not using the right tools, but um, I don't like it. <laughs> I've decided. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Confessions by Barry Porters. Yay! It's therapy. Your next comedian, his name has got to be a joke. And if it's not, he must have been made fun of more than any of you as a child. Put your hands together for Ryan Hitzler. Hello, hello. Um, the name is not a joke. That is my last name. H-I-T-Z-L-E-R. Uh, a lot of people think that I'm German. In fact, uh, all my family's from South America, so I don't know what happened there. Um, this is actually my first time doing this, um, so I'm popping the old cherry, and uh, just as I did popping my regular cherry, I chugged uh, two Four logos in the bathroom, so I feel a little wild right now. Uh, speaking of sex, everybody loves that stuff. I was uh, I was at the store the other day and I saw some organic condoms and I said, oh wow, fuck that. I absolutely do not want any hippy dippy bullshit guarding me from the issues that come from having unprotected sex. Not whatsoever. I don't want some guy named Tad doing the quality control tests for these condoms. I want all of my condoms built in with all the, chemical, all the chemicals that you could possibly put. I want the goddamn Monsanto Corporation making my condoms. I want that Agent Orange level protection, you know, where you hook up with a girl, 30 years later you see her and her kids and her kids are all deformed. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard out there, man. Having, uh, having kids is, is crazy. I, I'm not a huge fan of them right now. Maybe it'll change when I'm older. Um, you know, every time I see a crying kid at the supermarket, I donate to my local Planned Parenthood because God knows they need the funding. And trust me, he knows. Um, it's just difficult dealing with kids. I mean, the whole time you're with them, you basically just have to teach them not to be the worst person they could ever be. All kids want is what they want when they want it. And the whole time you're just like, no, Timmy, like, you can't have that right now. You can't do this right now. So I was thinking to myself, they should do an experiment when it comes to kids and just give this one kid the shitty life. But in, in all reality, it'll be good life for him because we just give him everything he wants. You know, he'll get a toy when he wants it. He'll go to the movies when he wants to. He'll get everything he wants. 
And I think that'll be a beneficial thing for our society to kind of get a baseline of what the worst person who gets everything they want. Because life needs some challenges or else it just makes you shitty. So if we have this experiment to see what the baseline is, we can build from there. But then I was thinking to myself, I guess we already have that. We already elected that experiment to the White House. So uh, I was buying legal weed the other day. That was an interesting experiment. And I say experiment because it was not an experience. The, the amount of weed that's out there is too much. And there's so many people going to the lines and the dispensaries. Um, and I think it's a little odd that a lot of people do get very serious about it being medication. Like, um, I'm sorry, this is my medication. Most of the time, you're just trying to get fucking high, which is cool, but let's be honest. It might help your glaucoma, but you're also having a good time. And you can't really take it seriously as a medication when you go up to the counter and say, um, yeah, can I get my uh, purple skunk dunk for uh, my condition? Okay, sir. It doesn't really work out too well, so they need to change the name. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thanks, everybody. Keep clapping, Wilder, because it's Ryan Hitler's first time. Yay. First time ever. Woohoo! Your next comedian. What a funny guy. Put your hands together for Pete Bronson. So, guys, what people want to be when they grew up back when they hadn't grown up? Yeah, what'd you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to be a baseball star or Jim Carrey. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I'm going to skip the second one. Why didn't the first one work out? Uh, baseball star? Yeah. Because uh, I have no talent. The big one then, all right. I wanted to be an inventor when I was a kid. Uh, not because I had any idea for inventions. I just wanted to have my little workshop and swing hammers and shit and have people leave me the fuck alone. Uh, it turns out, though, that that's not a thing. <laughs> you can't be an inventor. That's not a job that exists. Uh, I luckily figured this out as I got older. A lot of people didn't because apparently there's this thing out there called Invent Help. And if you don't know what Invent Help is, uh, watch any TV show with Guy Fieri on it, and there will be an ad for Invent Help. And all the ads are the same. They're like, hey, do you want to make inventions? And you're like, do you know how to make inventions? Call Invent Help today. We'll help you make some fucking inventions. <laughs> and they got their like success stories on there. And it's like a guy being like, uh, my toilet seat kept falling down. I didn't know why it was falling down. Uh, so I wanted to invent a toilet seat holder. And then I invented a toilet seat holder and Invent Help helped me. And now me and my family are super happy about it. It's like, dude, you got a wife. She's putting it down. She can't stand when she pees. Help her out. Sometimes I come up with jokes uh, that are good for voices that are not mine. I got a pretty middle-of-the-road voice, kind of like a guy who's asking about the specials at a restaurant but is not going to order any of the specials at a restaurant kind of thing. Um, but sometimes I come up with this joke. I came up with this one recently, and it would not sound good if I said it, so I'm going to do a different voice if that's okay. Um... Hey, so I was at the ball game with my girl the other day because uh, it was her anniversary and I took her out. She was very happy. She was very appreciative of it. She said to me, hey, Pete, or hey, Pete, 
uh, it's really sweet of you for remembering uh, our anniversary. Really happy. I love you so much. And I was like, hey, baby, don't worry about it. You know me. I'm like an elephant. I got a big dick. <laughs> if I said it, if I said that joke, you'd be like, ah, I'm like an elephant. I have a big penis. So I don't do that. Been doing stand-up for four years now. It's been pretty fun. Uh, you get a good sense of other people's sense of humor because you get a lot of people coming up to you and telling you shit that they think is funny. Like, I had this neighbor, and his name is Jeff, and he, uh, when he first found out I did stand-up, he came up to me, he's like, hey, Pete, who are you doing jokes these days? I got a joke idea for you. And I was like, all right, Jeff, well, you're a funny guy on me. And he's like, all right, here's the joke idea. Um, so I was at the blood bank recently, and I was going to give blood at the blood bank, but um, before I gave blood at the blood bank, the nurse at the blood bank was like, hey, before you give blood, I have to know, are you gay? I'm like, all right, and then, then what happens in the rest of the joke, Jeff? And he was like, that's it. <laughs> you going to do it? And I'm like, yeah, probably. It's a really good joke. Uh, and I was kind of in my head, I was like, oh, this will just be a thing that doesn't matter. I'm not going to think about it ever again. Uh, seen Jeff seven times in the last four years, and each time he comes up to me, he's like, hey, you ever used that blood bank joke I gave you? And I have to be like, ah, no, I'm still working on it. Uh, pretty clear at this point, I'm not going to get Jeff off my back about it, so I'm going to do the joke for you guys real quick, if that's okay. Yeah. All right, like, hey, guys, I was at a blood bank recently, and I was going to give blood at the blood bank, but before I gave blood, the nurse was like, hey, before you give blood, are you gay? And I was like, yeah, I am, but my blood's not. <laughs> don't laugh at that. I don't know if that's funny or not, uh, but I'm pretty sure Jeff's gay. <laughs> That's the only way the punchline works. He's trying to get me to figure some shit out. All right, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Pete Bronson! Yay, it's recorded, too, so you can tell Jeff just to download that at Mutiny Radio. You used his fucking joke. Yay! Your next comedian. What a lovely man this is. He always makes me laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Casey Scannell. <laughs> So you guys remember when Mike was up here, he was talking about porn, and then Pam was like, oh, six degrees of separation. 69 degrees. Ah, you're, a genius. you're a genius. Mm, thank you. You guys like my jersey? It's Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. You guys ever seen Any Given Sunday? You guys know who the star of Any Given Sunday is? Shout it out if you know who it is. Matt Damon. No, 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 Jamie Foxx. And just like the star of Any Given Sunday, I, too, have a hard time spelling animals. What is a two X's? Ah! Yeah, don't worry about it. Also, remember when, uh, uh, who was up here saying they didn't like Game of Thrones? Matthew Banks. I fucking hate Game of Thrones, too. I don't, I can't, only fantasy I can fuck with is football. <laughs> bing, bong, boom, boom, bing, bong, boom. And then uh, the only thing wider than mayonnaise is uh, people that like mayonnaise. <laughs> That's where I'm at. My, uh, my favorite food, personally, is a nice piping hot bowl of creamed limp biscuit. I mean corn, sorry. <laughs> I get them confused all the time. You always hear of uh, people saying, oh, my dad, you know, he went out. Go get a pack of cigarettes and he never came back, right? And then everybody that says those stories, they're always upset. They're depressed. They're embarrassed. I get it. I would be embarrassed too. I'd be, a, I'd be beyond frustrated 
if my dad was so stupid he couldn't find a fucking pack of cigarettes. They're everywhere. <laughs> Poor guy. He must be out there itching. <laughs> I have a dog, beautiful little dog. Uh, he's an Australian cattle dog. You guys ever heard? Blue Heeler. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful puppies. So many different colors. He's Mation. He's actually part wolf and dingo. Yeah, so if you're ever in a fire, he's got you. If you ever need a baby eaten, call me up. Because <laughs> we can take care of that. Dingoes eat the babies. I'm, um, I am engaged and my fiance and I, uh, we have a little bit of, you know, she's saying, I got to save more money for the wedding. I'm like, I don't know, man. Just kind of. I got a new job, I wanna, I wanna buy some stuff for you. She's like, well, that's fine. But she, th she says I buy too much dumb shit for myself. And I just say, you're jealous because your watch can't light a fucking cigarette. Yeah. What's good, dude? What, what, what? Yeah, that's right. It's baller. <laughs> oh, and also Jeff was up here talking to how he likes to watch TV show. I love that shit. That's my number one thing. I love to watch reality shows with my fiance. But how we make it interesting is right after episode one, cold open, they say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Denise from Concord, whatever. Pop fantasy draft. <laughs> Seriously. And then we Rochambeau three times. Boom. Winner gets like a nice meal, whatever. Dude, always go for the Asian kids. Always. Just saying if you want to win. Why, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, I also love reality shows. You guys ever watch The Four? Yeah. Oh, I love The Four now. I don't know why. It's just like The Voice, except it's The Voice. It's just, it's The Voice with Diddy on it. Uh, but um, anybody here think that DJ Khaled kind of looks like Ben Seagal if he got trapped in a Nike town? Damn it. Maybe. Mm, okay, I'll end it with this. Hearing someone brag about buying legal weed for the first time is like hearing a Canadian brag about seeing like the notebook on Blu-ray. It's like, bro, I did that years ago. It's, it's okay. It was great at first, but... All right, good night. Bye. AJ's Canal, everyone. Yeah. We're moving through it. Everyone's going to get a set. Clap your hands together for Judas Silverstein. I thought I was going to be last because um, that would have made me the featured comic for the evening. So I'm disappointed. So I'm wearing gloves tonight, you guys. Um, I always wear gloves when I perform at Mutiny Radio because have you heard the, the, the places these people have been? The, uh, you know, the STD clinic and the uh, uh, porn uh, studio and I don't know, whatever. I'm going to keep my hands clean here. Uh, so as some of you might have heard, um, I turned 54 recently, and that, that door, you might have heard the sound of a door slamming, that was a young man leave, leaving the <laughs> young bearded man. My favorite kind of ration uh, in beards these days uh, because it uh, keeps me from being attracted to these young men, and uh, that saves all of us a lot of uh, embarrassment. Um, but uh, let's see, what else have I got for you? Um, so many good things. Um, so uh, being in my 50s, many of you ageists out there might think that that is a little bit late for me to be getting started in stand-up comedy. 
little bit late. Um, but actually, I have this planned out quite carefully uh, so that I die while I'm peeking. Uh, and I think, I think it's working. The timing is working. Now, I know that I look young for my age, young and beautiful, because uh, I am constantly hearing that from my gigolo. Constantly hearing that. He says to me, Judith, I can't believe you're in your 50s. You have the life accomplishments of someone half your age. Half your age. Isn't he a sweetie? Um, you know, uh, there are things, though, that are even more depressing than an uppity gigolo, um, and uh, that is uh, menopause. And I think menopause is, is depressing because um, it's really a threat to my identity. Uh, I'm always kind of one behind what the reality of the me really is. Um, for example, the other night I was home watching porn, and uh, I realized that I am not even a MILF anymore, you guys. I am not even a MILF. That's right, I'm a mature now. I am uh, very offended by that term uh, because I think it is psychologically inaccurate. Um, but I try not to take it too seriously because it's not like I was ever a mom either. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I'm getting a little worried at this juncture that I'm going for the usual low road of the stand-up comedy mic of talking about porn. Um, <laughs> wah, wah. And this is the point where I just take out my tits when the horn burda, burda, pop. Um, but, but, but seriously, I would like to get um, performing late in the show. I think this is an opportunity to get a little bit real with you guys about porn. Um, because um, I really think that it has become our national common ground. That's right, it's our national common ground right now. Let me just uh, give you a quick example to take you out here for the, the end of the show. Is uh, The other night I was here at Mutiny Radio and I saw this talking about jerking off to incest porn. Very, very graphic. I mean, you guys, incest porn. Do you, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? You do, right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what that is. I'll tell you what that is. That is exactly the same porn that I watch. It is exactly the same. And here I thought all I had in common with that young hipster dude with the beard who, who just left the room uh, is these uh, wiry black hairs that I've been pushing up on my chin lately. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, end here, long overdue. Uh, just on this note, uh, give it up, you guys, for incest porn, for uniting us across the generations. Judith Silverstein, everyone, giving it up for inner, or I don't even remember what you said, interracial, well, it wasn't even interracial, it was incest. Oh, right, so it's brother-sister fucking as opposed to just black dick. Or I know, it's, or, or mom-son, great stuff. Oedipal, Oedipus Complex is back. There's, there's a reason why they wrote a play about it like 2012, 2000 years ago with the Greeks. Uh, hey everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian, Angelica Weaver! So H&M uh, was under fire recently. Uh, they put a little black boy in a hoodie that said coolest monkey in the jungle. 
so that they clearly don't have any black people working there. Uh, but as the token black person in my office, I had to act extremely offended by this, even though there are bigger battles to fight. So folks came up to me asking me for my opinion on what I thought about it, and I was outraged and so upset. Uh, but it was very awkward for me because that same day I had an H&M package come in because I'm broke. <laughs> uh, and so the package came in and I was like, whoa, you, you all need to understand that this was pre-monkey business, okay? I ordered this before the scandal. Uh, and so as I was uh, talking with my coworker, I was like, it doesn't matter though, because I'm gonna stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters. And I am absolutely going to take back every single thing that does not fit uh, in solidarity with all the folks mad out there. Uh, so I was dating for a little bit. I tried all of the apps that folks try, uh, Tinder, Bumble, Venmo, you know, all the apps you try to meet people. And uh, I matched with this guy and it was great. And he took me on a first date and he took me to the movies. And I thought, this is so classy. What better place for a first date than somewhere where you can't see or talk to the other person? I love that, really intimate. Uh, but afterwards, I did something embarrassing that I regret. Um, I went home with him and spent the night after our first Tinder date. Uh, that's not the embarrassing part. It's 2018. That's just common courtesy. Uh, what was embarrassing, though, what was embarrassing is that I went to sleep a free woman and I woke up on my period. Yeah, that happens a lot. But you have to pretend like it's the first time because men don't know that. So I had an option, I could, I could either you know, wake him up and explain what happened, like an adult, or I could get the fuck out of there and leave a cute little note with a poem like, roses are red, I bled in your bed, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I decided to wake him up and handle it like an adult. And uh, I was like, good morning. So I have good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is, I'm not pregnant. Uh, the bad news is that the proof is all over your sheets, so. <laughs> So he looked at me, he looked down at the crime scene and then back up at me and uh, he handled it like a fucking man. He got up, he grabbed some gloves, some bleach, he starts scrubbing. And I was like, oh my God, this man is gonna make such a great father one day, right? Um, again, not today, cause proof in the sheets. Uh, but one day, but then I started to think, like why the fuck was he so good at this, right? Like men don't just wake up knowing how to clean up bloody spills, like that's definitely, <laughs> an acquired skill set. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, there's two options here. One is that he's a player and he slept with a lot of women. Uh, the second is that I had just went on a first date with a fucking serial killer. Uh, and so I went with the logical option that he was a serial killer because this man was five, four and a half and he had that listed in his Tinder bio. So there was no way that he was sleeping with a lot of women, you know? <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Angelica Weaver, hooray! Woo -woo! Your next comedian, another funny lady. She's been patient all night. Clap your hands. Cindy Solomon! Thank you. I'm Cindy Solomon, and hey, um, the Women's March was pretty cool the other day, but I must say that I'm a little uh, triggered by this microphone shape. But uh, anyway, uh, my name is Cindy Solomon. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am Cindy F. Solomon. Uh, if you play Game of War, I'm Great Girl 150. 
Um, I'm Faye Geller on FetLife, and I'm either Chesty BBW Cougar or Pillow Princess Seeking Stone Butch on Craigslist. Uh, I was a young widow. I've actually, uh, at this point, been widowed longer than I was married. I raised three millennials, and I'm back dating again, and a few things have changed, so I often have to ask my kids to explain things. Uh, one thing I uh, found out recently that I didn't know is that VD has been eradicated. That's venereal disease. When I went to school, there were all these things about how not to contract venereal disease, um, which was basically abstain from sex. Um, and so I was so thrilled that, you know, I didn't know what kind of new chemicals or, uh, you know, medications were available to um, prevent venereal disease these days. And my daughter told me VD has not been eradicated. It has been renamed. It is an STI. Now, she explained to me that it was renamed because venereal means pubic area. And they decided to rename it. Uh, so instead of discussing naming where, it hap where you get it, uh, it's a sexually transmitted disease. So it's how you uh, contract it or protract it. Anyway, so I was thinking about this. And I think that we should rename sexual assault because that doesn't describe how you get it. Um, so my suggestions are assault by penis, assault by male, assault by power, assault by authority. Let's, let's call it what it is so we can be better prepared to eradicate it. Uh, okay, no, no laughing about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, so also the first time around, I didn't know what I was, so I did a lot of experimentation. Um, and I thought I was a failed lesbian, because I lived in a lesbian household and I kept sneaking men in. So recently I spent some time with a gold star lesbian, and uh, she told me things have changed, and actually I should forgive myself, I wasn't a failed lesbian, I was just straight. <laughs> But there's all kinds of new names for things that didn't exist, uh, which I really appreciate. There's a lot more fluidity, uh, which I really appreciate, because I've always been had a lot of fluids, or actually what I mean, I've, I've always been easily able to get wet. <laughs> uh, and I still do, so I don't want to hear anything about older women. We're very juicy, or at least I am. Uh, so let's see, I didn't want to do any dick jokes tonight. I'm working on uh, trying to do some jokes about sperm and the difference between sperm and cum and how we can eradicate that. Um, and oh, it has to do with um, the pro-life people. Why aren't they anti-cum or anti-sperm? Because that would prevent uh, un unwanted pregnancies. So I'm trying to come up with something to do away with sperm without, we can keep penises, I like them, um, and I like dick pics, but let's just do away with the stuff that causes birth, so then it's not a woman's problem. Um, we'll eradicate it in men. Thank you. There's no problem.
control for men. Could you imagine it? No, because they're too lazy to do anything every day. Are you fucking kidding with me? My boyfriend can't even take a shower every day, let alone brush his teeth and he's 33 years old. It's amazing how long they can live outside their mother's vagina. I just don't even understand it anymore, how they can even stay alive. Like your next comedian, what amazing human being he is, and it's his birthday. Uh, so we are all so happy that he is on the planet, and uh, we're going to give him a little extra time. Everybody, Dwap Mai! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I like the new stage, Pam. I like it. It's so tall. If I was really this tall, I don't know if I would like it, though. I'll be at, like, in a public restroom, and I flush the toilet, and I stand up, and everybody sees my face. Anyways, hey, you guys, uh, you guys know what I like about trees? I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, e- even when it's dead, it's still standing. Huh? What if people are like that? I'll take a bunch of them and I'll build a log cabin, you know? <laughs> they're like, why is everybody facing in? I'm like, uh, because I'm lonely. I live by myself. I don't have a family. Hey, you guys ever read that, uh, that book, the, uh, the Giving Tree? No. No? Yep. <laughs> hey, it's Negative Zach, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Negative Zach. If there was like an opposite PBS channel, you would be on it. <laughs> it's like Austin the Grouch. You can't come over because uh, he switched network and uh, <laughs> he's over at Zach's network now. Oh, I was thinking about, you know, all right, so uh, the uh, the Giving Tree, that, tr- that book, I always thought the tree was the parent, right? Do you guys ever think that? That children's book? Like, or fed him and all that. But then he chopped it down at the end, remember that? He chopped it down and you go, on here. Like, I thought, like, the tree was giving them food and shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, the tree's dead. And so maybe the, tr- the tree is a parent, and maybe the kid is a serial killer. And maybe he got to be a serial killer because there was no one else in the book. You know, it was all by himself. Remember that? It was just him and a tree. And All right, so that's my theory on trees. Hey, you know, you know what it would be weird if, uh, if you never saw a tree? Right? Like, let's say the world didn't have any trees, right? And you were in a, in a desert, and then you came upon a tree. Like, it would confuse you, right? But then you would leave it alone. You're like, okay, whatever. Then you come back like a year later, and it's like twice as big. Like, that would be real scary, right? All right, I would pray to that tree, you know? Yeah. All right, that's all I have for the tree part. Okay. Hey, give it up for Rooney Radio. <laughs> Hey, you guys, uh, you guys like the Supreme Court justices? No. No? All right, see. You know what? I've, not only have I noticed the negativity, but I've also no- noticed that I, I start my joke off by telling a, asking a question, which maybe I shouldn't do that, right? <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, you like weed? Yes. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> see? I knew it. Oh, I was talking about, uh, fuck, I keep forgetting, man. These, I'm so dr- I've been high all day drinking and just... Fixing people's phones while I'm drunk. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Oh, Supreme Court justices, you know how like, everybody thinks they're so high and mighty, but you know what? At the end of the day, all they do is say yes or no, right? Right? We could do that. All of us could do that. Right? Like, ye- no. Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. Hey, Clarence, what did you say? Yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I made $100,000 today. Let's go drink. Right? Could you make a bad decision? Is there such thing as making a bad decision? No, no right? Because even if you said no, and then there's always somebody else who said no. 
So, right? There's always another judge who said no. There's never like a one to eight, right? There's never, it's always like four to five or seven, right? And let's say I am the only one that said no, right? Well, the system worked, right? They got eight people saying yes. I said no. Well, well hey, the system worked. All right, that's my Supreme Court joke, and it didn't work out. Maybe, maybe the joke was funny. Maybe I just wasn't funny. Right? You ever think of that? <laughs> um, Pam, I think you made a mistake giving me extra time. How, many, how much extra time are you going to give me? I guess only a minute. Okay, good, good. Now, I like, I like saying goodbye to people. I hate, you know how when you're at a party, you stand around and nothing's happening, and you say goodbye and everything happens? Then you go, oh, fuck, I wish this goodbye would last a lot longer, you know? Uh, all right, I got an idea for a perfect uh, tattoo, okay? I don't have any tattoos, but a mouth, in the shape of a mouth, on the back of your knees so that when you're walking, it looks like it's chewing. What about that? And then you go, what is it chewing on? Well, you gotta look at the other leg, but it's wearing pants, so you can't look at it today. <laughs> you wear shorts and pants? Well, I'm trying to be different, and that's the only thing I can think of, because <laughs> I work all day. <laughs> My imagination has been arrested, right? <laughs> Anyways, thank you. Happy birthday, Dwight Moi! Yay! Hooray! All right. Did he just run out the door? I was going to give him a birthday gift. Crazy kid. All right. Put your hands together for Eric Ibsen. Hi. Thank you for the time. I didn't expect it. So I'll just, uh, I'll roll with it as the mighty exodus happens here. <laughs> Stop walking, run. Uh, all right, so uh, last time I was here, apparently I was talking out of my wheelhouse. I was trying to get a little edgy, and some ageist hipster motherfucker, I mean, some young man, uh, <laughs> said I should really stick to my wheelhouse and talk about the dad jokes. And um, to that, I have an answer, okay? Um, I don't care how cool you guys are, no matter how hip you are, in 20 to 25 years, you are destined to realize, and it's usually going to be either you or your wife while you're looking at each other, that you have not lived up to your full potential. Okay? Doesn't matter how much white privilege you have. You've never lived up, and you never will. And uh, you're going to want to have sex with your wife. She's just going to look away in disgust because that's just how it is. Sex when you're older, is it's not organic, you know, just like I'll cuddle and start kissing and fucking, no, it's a negotiation. I know this, my ex-wife was African. She could haggle, seriously, I actually, I'm grateful. I, I do sales, so I've done pretty well thanks to her. But when you realize that you've never lived up to your full potential, you compensate. So you go down to your man cave and you turn on the porn, right? We always go over there, uh, put on whatever your favorite category, conjoined twins 69. I like that one because it's the math is hard, like one plus one and a half times 69 equals hot. Anyway, so you start, you're like, all right, I'm going to get this going, right? You reach down with your right hand, your right hand looks away in disgust. Right? It's used to this. It knows you. It knows you're just, you're never going to make it. Pour a little liquor on there. Get it going. Get going. All right. All right. Ooh, my lesbian pygmy porn. That's, that's getting me going. You get the left hand involved. It doesn't really want to coordinate because literally the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. It's a problem. So, and they both just, all they want to do, their whole attitude is just like, when are you going to finish? 
When, when are you going to be done? Can we just get this? I got stuff to do. Really? So, so and, and, and you realize in that moment, like there's always those moments of truth that just slip in while you're just, you're enjoying yourself. You're having this great pleasure. And, 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 and I suck. I'm never going to live up to it. I'm never going to make any money, money. My wife's always going to think I'm a dick. And, and then you realize you're quanking. That's crying while you're wanking. <laughs> Yes, and all I can say is tears don't make for good lube. So, the next step is actually uh, your hands are just going to beg you to just please. They're just like, in a, in a reproachful way, they're going to say, please, just for once, just wash me now, okay? And then you'll put on your, your dad jeans because you're fucking doomed. I'm talking to you. I don't care how cool you are right now, how bala you may be, you are doomed to wear dad jeans. You know why? Because of front butt. <laughs> that's right. That's when you got an ass, not just in the back, but in the front. So when you look from, this, look from the side, people can't tell if you're coming or going. All right. So I'm telling this, I'm, this rant is a reaction to the ages of my experience. I'm not telling it to bum you out just to let you know that, you know, you savor this time. You guys are cool. You're good looking, but your clock is ticking. <laughs> That's all my time. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Eric Ibsen, the bringer of death and doom. Ah, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Joke Workshop. Um, we're here every Monday. There's a bunch of great open mics here now at the station. There's Thursday nights, which is True Hustle Thursdays from 7 to 9. We go till 10 if there's enough comedians. Fridays 6 to 8 is a happy hour with myself or guest hosts and George D. Smith, and it's really great. Uh, Pamtastics is a showcase. It's every Friday 8 to 10. But now there's a new show on Sundays from 4 to 6 called Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. And it's a it's a two-hour block where people can come in and practice sketch comedy, practice whatever comedy you want, but spitball ideas off each other. And it's he specifically wants to do sketch. But get out there, kids. Uh, hey, thanks for being here tonight. See you guys next week on Joke Workshop. I'm swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use Toshi with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just cram full of energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the bay times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. 
We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken, sci-fi, comedy, non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you 
want to be a comic, it's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew.